It's Let's ride. for the words that are recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger Baseball. What is going on, Dodger fans? If you're a first-time listener to the Incline Dodgers podcast, welcome aboard. NLDS preview. Here we are, the Dodgers. Another postseason about to begin Saturday. Los Angeles Dodgers, 162 record NL West champions once again, taking on a very familiar foe and credit to where credit is due for Jake Ryder, who, who predicted that they would face the Arizona Diamondbacks. 84 yep. and 78. Why don't I just pass over to Jake Reiner right now so that he can just dance with glory, I guess, and brag how he's the only one out of four of us who predicted this. Well, and I was very happy too that um not only did my prediction come true, but the reason my prediction came prediction came true was also on the mark. Uh and I basically said I didn't know <clears throat> how the Brewers were going to score. Um just didn't know where that offense was coming from. And, you know, they had leads. What I didn't what I didn't expect is for the Brewers pitching staff to be kind of as bad as it was. I mean, Corbin Burns didn't pitch well. Uh, Peralta pitched well uh, pretty much the whole game. And then he kind of imploded. Their bullpen didn't really do well. And the Diamondbacks are just feisty. I mean, they that, that's the one thing I'm worried about in this Dodger series coming up is that they don't they don't give up and they keep grinding and they've got some really good bats in that lineup. Uh, that 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 can turn it on at, at any given moment, and of course, you know Corbin Carroll leading the charge kind of took over that series. Um, yeah, I, I you know it wasn't. I, I thought maybe we'd have a three game series, but we didn't have any three game series. So the wild card round was kind of a snooze fest. David Rosenthal, what are your thoughts on the Dodgers playing the Arizona Diamondbacks? Last time these two squared off in a playoff series was 2017. I mean, I think this is a best case scenario for the Dodgers. I mean, I think we all wanted Arizona. I think they are the last team that got in the playoffs. And I think we've played them well since the beginning of time. So I think this is all you can ask for as a Dodger fan. Uh, they they hit the shit out of Merrill Kelly. I forget who posted it, but someone posted a, his stats since 2021 to now. They've lost, I think it was like 11 of his 12 starts or something, and his his ERA and whip are insanely high. So should be a should be a comfortable game one. I think game two, Bobby Miller Gallon should be interesting and fun. Uh, and I think that's where the Dodgers are most vulnerable. I don't think this series goes more than four, though. So the Dodgers and Diamondbacks squared off 13 times this season. Dodgers ended up winning the regular season series eight games to five losses. But if we step back all the way back to April, it was a slugfest. There were some games where the Diamondbacks were just teeing off. We were worried that this might be the next offensive juggernaut in the NL West. They absolutely just boat raced and ran all over Noah Syndergaard. They destroyed Michael Grove. And there was even a game where they took Clayton Kershaw deep a few times. But after that, the Dodgers started to get into gear. They took care of business and after we tallied, I tallied up the runs, the Dodgers outscored the Diamondbacks 73 runs to 45 runs to conclude 2023. But I learned this lesson last season. 
even if a team dominates their little brother all regular season long, it means absolutely nothing in the postseason. And the Padres broke my heart a year ago. So I'm not taking these Diamondbacks for granted, but I do agree with David. This on paper was a best case scenario for the Dodgers. You get the six seed team. You're the two seed. So even though the Atlanta Braves are the one seed, they have to deal with Philadelphia. We'll talk about the other NLDS and ALDS series later on briefly, but the Dodgers familiar foe six seed 84 win team, Arizona Diamondback. There's no excuse not to beat this Diamondbacks team, but I'm not going to take them lightly. So let's get into it. Game one, as David pointed out, Merrill Kelly takes the mound. He's sporting a 12 and eight record, 329 ERA, 0 and 2 this season against the Dodgers with a 398 ERA, 0 and 11 lifetime. Clayton Kershaw is going for the Dodgers, and he faced Arizona three times this season. He went two and one with a 318 ERA, 17 innings pitched, 18 strikeouts, but did allow four home runs. I have more stats on that matchup in a minute. I wanted to get your guys' overview on Merrill Kelly, Clayton Kershaw, kind of your expectations for game one. American hero, Merrill Kelly. Let's point that out. Almost. Play for Team, play yeah, for he, team USA he, in the WBC. One of our... Did he drop out? No. No, he, just... he he pitched. Yeah, he started he that a lot. last game, I thought. Um, Did he? Anyway, the Dodgers sure he was him. like our game seven starter, dude. Yeah, he was, I believe. He was one of our... Because none of none of the why didn't he go game two then? No, it's because Mark DeRosa just completely overlooked Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn should have been our ace. He should have been starting every important game in that series, but they just kind of didn't really view him. And of course he pitches well when he does pitch, but we get Merrill Kelly in our world versus USA championship game. The weird thing about Merrill Kelly is that he pitches pretty damn well against the rest of the league. I mean, he had a really yeah. good season. It's like a reverse um, Blake Snell. Yeah, I was just going to say reverse Blake Snell, where Blake Snell pitches really well against the Dodgers and not that well against the rest of the league, although this season was was much different for Blake Snell. I think the Dodgers have the best chance. I mean, they have. I mean, look, obviously they have to at least split the first two games. I mean, at the very, very least, but they have to win this first game. I mean, absolutely have to, yep, have to, have to. Um, because if you go down 0-1, and you gotta you gotta go up against Zach Gallen. And you know, as much as we all love Bobby Miller, you know, rookie starting his first playoff game, you know, it, it, it's gonna be a, a, an uphill climb after that. So game one is so important. Um, the bats need to be there. That's gonna be the key. The Dodgers are going to live or die with their offense. I mean, we knew this. Uh, we knew this all season, we knew this going into the postseason. That's what it's going to have to be. They have to Mookie Bretts and Freddie Freeman have to lead the charge. Everyone else has to be locked in. And as far as confidence goes into a postseason, I'm fairly confident in this team, more confident in this team than a lot of the other great teams that we've had in the past. I think I'm even more confident than I was with the 111 win team that was last year. Um, I just didn't feel like we were going to, you know, I, I felt like we were going to be, I, I thought we were going to be the Padres, but I don't know. I, I just, a feeling thing was just not there. That team was kind of soft. That's yeah, what it was. a little bit. They were just kind of soft. A little bit. This team seems the most together. They seem the most lively. They have the most uh, fun together. So I like all that I'm seeing uh, from this team personality wise. But like Kevin said, none of this shit fucking matters. I mean, none of this matters when you go into game one. You take a look at the D-backs. They are just, you know, they're playing with house money. You know, they, they got nothing to lose. 
they, they, you know, they put out the, the D back social media team put out a, um, like a hype video after they beat the brewers, you know, basically saying like, we have all the receipts of everybody saying, including you guys, uh, that the brewers were just going to, you know, it was a cakewalk against the D backs and all the, you know, the, the major media guys were saying, uh, brewers in two. So they're, they've got a chip on their shoulder. And of course they would love nothing more than to knock to, to knock out the Dodgers. So the pressure is kind of on the Dodgers here uh, because the, the, the D backs are going to be playing fast. They're going to be playing loose um, and, and they're going to be pumped. There's some good Dodger matchups against Merrill Kelly. Mookie Betts has homered off him three times in his career. Freddie Freeman's 296 lifetime. Max Muncy's 412 lifetime. And James Outman is hitting 444 against Merrill Kelly. Uh, David uh, David Peralta's four for 10 and Will Smith's batting 323. So a lot of these Dodgers have seen Merrill Kelly well. Um, on the flip side with Clayton Kershaw, I do agree that this is kind of a must win for Kershaw because I don't think they should roll out Clayton Kershaw in a game four in Arizona just for the pure fact that Chase Field has always kind of been a house of horrors for Kershaw. And so if we were to get to that point, if there is a game four, which we can worry about when we get there, I'm not as comfortable with Kershaw on the road as I would be with him at Dodger Stadium. Corbin Carroll has seen Kershaw very well this season. He's four for seven with two home runs. And of course, Christian Walker lifetime always has seen Clayton Kershaw while nearly batting 300 with five home runs. Those are about the only two Arizona Diamondbacks that have any notable success against Kershaw. And you can live with solo shots. You know, it's it, the, the key to this series for the Dodgers is to keep these guys off the bases because that's going to be their strategy. They're going to get on base and they're going to run wild. And I know the Dodgers have kind of clamped down on holding base runners on and Kershaw is one of the best uh, at holding runners on. So that was what happened in the beginning of this year when we were kind of like, "Uh Oh, what's going on with Arizona and why are we struggling so much against them? It was because they were just running ragged all over us. And that's going to be their strategy because it does, you know, on paper, they're not going to outslug the Dodgers. The Dodgers just have so much more of a potent offense than, than the D-backs do. So the D-backs have to manufacture runs, and that's going to be a huge storyline uh, during during these uh, these NLDS games. It's also important for Clayton Kershaw to not throw fastballs down the middle because that's always been the one knock with Kershaw in the second half of his career. I expect the Diamondbacks to be very aggressive on the first pitch. That tends to be the way to get to Clayton Kershaw because the deeper Kershaw usually gets into the count, the harder he gets. So what I'm going to be looking for is probably going to expect the Diamondbacks to be swinging a lot on the first pitch. I mean, they're definitely going to be running when they get on base. That's Jake. You're 100% right with that shit. I mean, they they know that the Dodgers are the superior team, and they know that they're going to have to do that shit to even have a chance in the series. So the top of the lineup, guys, Cor- uh, Carroll gets on. Even Thomas at the bottom, he gets on. They're going to steal the whole time. Luckily, Smith has gotten better. Uh throughout the year it's just on these pitchers to hold them so honestly like i i am not concerned about this diamondbacks team whatsoever i don't know how else i can say it like we can talk about this all the time but i i just am not concerned about this diamondbacks team i'm just not well i'm very concerned (laughs) i'm very concerned as a i'm concerned about the playoffs because the dodgers are the dodgers but in terms of the competition 
if the Dodgers lose this series, they're going to beat themselves. They're not going to get beat by the Diamondbacks. And yeah, that might sound like a fucking cocky bullshit excuse type of, you know, over fan behavior. But it, I, honestly, I think that's just what's going to happen if they lose this series. But I, I it, like I said at the beginning, the series is not going more than four games. Don't know if I'm that confident. I don't know how if you could say that with a pure fact that the Dodgers will beat themselves because the Dodgers pitching at the end of the day has to do their job. If they're going to serve up home runs like they did in April, that's not beating ourselves. That's pitching like shit. And I think this is what's interesting though, is that this is the most wild card of a Dodgers pitching staff that I think we've ever seen going into the playoffs. So it's going to be do or die. They're going to have to really uh, reveal how well they can pitch under pressure. So I think that's what's going to be exciting with this series. So we can move on to game two, which is all but confirmed. Bobby Miller taking the ball for the Dodgers, and he'll be facing the Diamondbacks ace, Zach Gallen, who is 17 and nine this season with a 347 ERA. But you want to know how Zach Gallen did against the Dodgers this season? Any guesses? Please and like got him. to him. No, I feel like we killed him once. He's 0 and 2 with a 990 ERA. We did. <laughs> Gave up four home runs. That was all in his most recent outing just a few weeks ago. 11 earned runs over 10 innings th- thrown. Will Smith is sticking out like a sore thumb in terms of success. He's 6 for 16 with three RBIs against Gallon. Mookie 5 for 18 with a home run, two RBIs. But other than that, no one has that been that successful against Gallon other than some one-off home runs. But yeah, this is this is an important game to the win. You don't want to see Zach Allen again in a decisive game five because that would be what who would be on the mound for the Diamondbacks if we get to that point. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what Bobby Miller will do. He had a fair amount of success against Arizona uh, through 12 innings, eight strikeouts, three ERA. I want to I want to say one thing about Will Smith. If Will Smith goes on an absolute tear this postseason, the Dodgers are making a deep run and they might just win the goddamn whole thing. I mean, that if he if he is on fire, that means that the rest of the guys are doing what they need to do. But Will Smith is going to be an X factor. I mean, they're going to bat him third, you know, much to, you know, our objection to that, you know, and, and how much we want J.D. Martinez to be in that third hole and have Smith hit fifth. I think that's the best construction of this lineup. We know they're not going to do that. It's going to be Will Smith pretty much every single game unless it is just so bad that you can't not make a move um, before one of these games and change the lineup. But if Will Smith goes on a tear this postseason, I think the Dodgers have a chance to win the World Series. I mean, he he is that important uh, to the success of this team offensively. There's no chance they start Barnes game one, right? Oh, with Kershaw? No. So yeah, you're like zero, zero percent. Well, I don't know if it's zero percent, but that means that means Will Smith's bats on the bench because you're not going to you're not going to have him DH. It's too I mean, successful. You, against you Kelly. could you could do it if you're planning Kershaw to only go like four innings and just do a complete line change. But then Kike Hernandez is your backup catcher. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't think he should be starting any games, frankly, right now. Have Tucker Barnhart ready. <laughs> Offense is too important to sit out this early in a series. Yeah. And speaking of Will Smith, this is a good uh, way to just bring more Will Smith talk into the conversation. If there's a team that Will Smith wants to see in the playoffs, it's the Arizona Diamondbacks. 
351 batting average this season against them, 432 on base, 568 slugging. He also drove in seven Dodgers and hit two home runs. So kind of like what Jake was saying, he's batting in the three hold. No excuse for Will Smith not to have at least a somewhat productive series because this is this is a dream matchup for Smith. He's he's very familiar with these pitchers. He's had a lot of success against them in his career, and he's in arguably one of the most important parts of the lineup. Yeah, it's huge. It's going to be huge for him. I see some comments in the chat. We'll get to those in a few minutes. Don't worry, guys. Thank you all for hopping in. Hit that like button and subscribe as well while you're here. Can we talk about the Bobby Miller start for for a minute, though? What do you like? What do you guys think he's going to end up with line wise? Because I'm honestly torn. I could see it going one of two ways, and they're very different ways. Well, give it to us. Well, I I don't know. I I think he's either just going to shove it up their ass entirely from the start, or I think he might struggle early on, and Dave Roberts might have a quick hook, honestly. I mean, I think you should have a quick hook in the playoffs, but I don't know. I, I think that the, the former is, is way more likely. I mean, I feel like he is just ready for this moment out of anybody of the rookies, but I don't know. He, at the end of the day, he is a rookie. So I was just curious I, what you guys think. I think that I think the quick hook on Bobby Miller is going to be very heavily dependent on what happens in game one. If the Dodgers win game one. I think Bobby Miller will have a little bit longer of a leash. However, if, if they don't and they're down Oh one, then then it, then it's panic time a little bit um, because you I mean if you go down oh two back to Arizona you're 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 kind of fucked so well that's that's another reason why you have to have Lance Lynn on the roster I if you're down oh two going to Arizona you need that man pitching for you one hundred percent no doubt about it no rookie you need Lance Lynn down oh two million percent Kevin's gonna fucking yell at me and call me stupid and call Lance Lynn awful but I'm telling you down oh two. There was nobody I would want more than that big hoss, Lance Lynn. <laughs> so you're saying Lance Lynn is your game three starter regardless? No, absolutely not. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying if we are down 0-2, there's nobody else who should touch that ball in the first inning. Why wouldn't you start him up 2-0 then? I mean, sure, you can. I'm just, trying, I'm just I'm saying trying it's, to, more, I'm just... it's way more urgent I just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to follow the logic because you're saying you would start him in the most pressure filled spot possible. Correct. So why not start him in less pressure? Well, I think I, David, I, I would. I think so. David, then David he is your game three start. No, I'm trying to no. get, I'm trying, what? Look, here's the only, here's the only thing I'm saying. If they're down 0 2 and you have a choice between a rookie and Ryan Pepio, who's never pitched in the playoffs before, or Lance Lynn, this 15 year journeyman who's been through everything, been everywhere, been there before, you give it to Lynn. Down 0-2, 100%. Then you, if you can get that one win on the board, then you can get more confidence in your team, and then you can give the ball to a rookie. But down 0-2, you got to give him the ball, 100%. Do or die. I just hope it doesn't get to that point. I, I to, It won't, but it's fun to discuss. Back to Bobby Miller, I I think he goes five or six. And he gives up, he gives up one run and he strikes out seven. I mean, That's I phenomenal think, it, then. I, I think, yeah, but, it, but it's not, I, I don't, I, I don't foresee. I mean, I think it could go one of two ways. Like you're saying, I mean, he could, he could just absolutely shut them down and they, they don't get anything off of him. Yeah. But I think the more likely outcome is that he goes five, goes six um, and, and limits the damage. The, the Dodgers offense needs to support these pitchers. That's just plain and simple. Um, 
the 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 like like Kevin was saying, you know, going into this postseason, the pitching staff isn't we're not as confident in in the in the starting rotation as as we would if it you know if we had Dustin May, if we had you know Urias, if we had you know uh, all the Bueller. Um, so the the offense needs needs to carry. I mean, I can't stress that enough. Bobby Miller has given me no reason not to trust him in the postseason. This guy wants the ball in the big moment. He has 100 mile plus per hour swing and miss stuff. That's exactly what you need out of a starter in the playoffs. The Diamondbacks are a pretty, uh, pretty disciplined team. They don't strike out actually a whole lot. And I've seen Bobby Miller pitch well against the Diamondbacks a couple times this season. Um, I don't think he's going to really see the lineup three times through. That's the Dodgers thing. They usually pull them after two times through. And Dave Roberts has already kind of indicated that the first two games, the bullpen is all hands on deck, kind of what I was saying a week ago. The best way to approach the series is just the most efficient way to get 27 outs. So if Bobby Miller is dealing after the fifth inning and he's still cruising, maybe he gave up just one run. Wouldn't shock me at the very least, if the Dodgers go to the bullpen, regardless, just because they are so dead or they're so like all in on that idea of avoiding three times through the lineup in the playoffs. Saw that with Tyler Anderson last season against the Padres. So I'm not getting my hopes up that they're going to let Bobby Miller pitch deep, but I still feel pretty confident in him. And let's go. I'd like, I just, I love that Bobby Miller has worked his way up into being top two all right so let's see what's going on in the chat oscar lopez i hope they don't use lynn as much in the postseason we'll get more on we'll get more on lynn in a second all right Um, oscar fair enough andrea (laughs) chavez when would pepio make a start would he have an opener in an nlds series assuming we get there thoughts well, I think it'll be game three if there is a game three. I think. Well, there will be a game. Three. Well, there has to be a game three. Sorry. Yes, I think it'll be game three, Andrea. Uh, I think the Dodgers are going to be at worst one and one in the series. And I think that's a comfortable spot to to start a rookie starter who's not Bobby Miller. So I, I think game three, he'll just probably just get the full start without an opener or whatever. Also, what about right. Arizona? I mean, the, are, are we assuming that they go with Brandon Fott? in game three probably who else do they have i mean starter wise they're kind of banged up honestly they cut uh what's his face zach davies yeah yeah he's uh, ginkle uh not ginkle uh frias is there thompson is there they've kind of just been rocking three dude i don't know who yeah. the hell castro can start i guess ginkle had a good series good. against the brewers and and so did paul seawald Keyword, like you said at the beginning, though, it was against the Brewers. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the Dodgers are probably going to go opener no matter what. Game three? I think, I yeah, game three. With Corbin Carroll being the leadoff oh, hitter. Don't, lefty, don't say Ferguson, dude. Would not shock me in the very oh. least if the Dodgers go Vesia or Ferguson in the first inning just to get the top of the three out of the board, off the board, off the scoreboard. I would fucking hate that, dude. I yeah, would fucking you know, hate it. They're setting up Brian Pepio to come out of the bullpen, I think. I don't think they want, like I said, three times through, they don't want to see Corbin Carroll have a matchup against Pepio three times. So what do you do? 
you probably incorporate an opener. Maybe it's not one of those lefties. Maybe they go Brewstar. I don't effing know. That would be a waste of Brewstar. He had one of the most underrated dominant seasons for a reliever we've seen in a long so time. So quiet. Nobody was talking about that. Nobody. Everyone's all, you know, glazing Brian Brazier, rightfully so. But, I mean, Brewstar's been here all along. I, I I honestly would love it if Caleb Ferguson was a guy that you could rely on as an opener. Yeah. They've used him before and it's been kind of a disaster. They've used him in high leverage. It's been a disaster at times, not all the time, but pretty bad. And I get the idea. I mean, obviously you want to not have Pepio face the top three guys in the Arizona order three times. I get all of that. But to me, like, I don't think Pepio needs a opener. I don't think he does. I know they're going probably going to, but personally, I think he's shown enough to where, you know, give him the ball. Give you don't want to see him pitch with a two zero deficit in the second yeah, inning. I don't want that. Okay. I, I mean, I, I really don't want that. Yeah. Dodgers already did this successfully. They the scripted out uh, Pepio going five and then Yarbrough going four. I could very well see the Dodgers doing something similar in that fashion. So start Yarbrough. Do that. You, you could start Yarbrough. You could. Yeah, you could. Or just start Pepio and then bring in Yarbrough. Don't start Ferguson or Vesia for an inning. Don't do that. Although the last the last time we saw Yarbrough, he got absolutely torched. Yeah, but that so was I in would Colorado. I would start Pepio for two turns through the order, and then go Yarbrough through a turn or two, and then go to the bullpen. Boom, done. Yeah, I I I, I get Unless it. You're down 0-2. But it but here's the thing though, and and I hope and I hope they don't do what uh what happened to Jose Barrios uh with Toronto where yeah that was, was fell cruising. 47 bad. pitches cruising and they lift him for Kikuchi and it was a disaster because that's how they planned it out. I just, you know, I know that, that, that Dave Roberts is so beholden to this script that I hope he's learned enough at this point to when he sees his starter dominating. And if Pepio is dominating, let's say, let's say they start Pepio or let's say, you know, they're, they're worried about the third time through the order, but he's dealing. I really hope he's learned enough to just not take him out because that could be an, an absolute disaster. So I don't think a lot of people are prepared because this is the most managing Dave Roberts is going to have to do as a Dodger manager in the playoffs. Mm. In my opinion, I think maybe in 2021 against Atlanta, when we had all those injuries, I think maybe that compares to this, but after, after games one and two with Kirsch and Miller, this is going to be the Dave Roberts show and we know how that goes. So I, I think fans need to be prepared for potential disaster in terms of a decision, but in terms of the overall, you know, playoffs, I think the Dodgers are fine. I, I just think the, the point is Dave Roberts going to have to do a fuck ton of managing this off this uh, postseason. One of Dave Roberts' comments earlier today was that Lance Lynn is in game for game three. I don't know if that's just some type of chess move to have the Diamondbacks off balance. But starting Lance Lynn, in my opinion, shouldn't happen no matter what. We already talked about Ryan Pepio. He's the better option. If they go Lance Lynn, I think it's going to be a disaster in my book. He did not pitch well for the Dodgers. Whatever, that's not Dave, true. whatever David says, it's wrong. That's wrong. 
He had a four, an ERA at nearly four and a half. He was a he quality was, start machine. He was walking guys like crazy and somehow getting out of these jams, bailed out by the Dodgers defense. I already know what will happen if Lance Lynn faces the Diamondbacks to start a game. He's going to walk a batter. They're going to steal a base. Someone's going to hit a home run. Someone's going to hit a triple. We're going to be down 2-0 instantly. He doesn't strike people out anymore. He walks just about as many guys as he strikes out. And that home run clip that he did 16 home runs over his 70 innings or whatever, that's just too high for me. No one no- on the do- on the Diamondbacks roster right now has a home run off of him, just for the record. Because he's been in the AL the last decade. Irrelevant. I mean, it's very relevant. I don't think Corbin Carroll's faced him in his career. Christian Walker's 0 for 5 with four strikeouts. So Lance Lynn might be worth a look. I'm I'm honestly not too scared of Christian Walker in this series, but we'll we'll talk about D backs. No, he's hitting a home run in game one. You know that. Fourth inning. I just hope I I just hope it's a solo shot. It's solo home run, fourth inning. To bring the Diamondbacks it. within one run. That, that will make the score two to one. I believe in Kershaw too much. Um, That'll be the only run he allows. I'm worried about Corbin Carroll more. What I say, four for seven lifetime with two home runs. Yeah, he's a beast. So the Dodgers hitters, there's actually a lot of guys that have success against Arizona um, this season. Mookie Betts hit 250 with a 390 on base, two home runs. Freddie Freeman hit 389, 431 on base, 667 slugging, three home runs, six doubles. Already talked about Will Smith hitting 351. Even though Muncie hit 200, he did have a 365 on base, a home run, seven RBIs. JD 300, one home run, seven RBIs. Jason Hayward 375, three home runs, seven RBIs, 1,236 OPS. And James Altman, 306, 447 on base, four home runs, nine RBIs. Unlike last season where the Dodgers' bats didn't fare well against the Padres pitching-wise, especially like Blake Snell, spread off all those guys who've had success against Arizona this season, feeling pretty confident. The Dodgers have so many players in their lineup that could have just monster series. You look at... Jason Hayward could put himself back on the map as this sort of resurgent minor league contract boy wonder again. And David Peralta could come back and own his old team. JD Martinez could own his old team. Mm -hmm. Um, There there are so many options up and down this lineup that can just take over. James Altman could put himself on the map too. Um, So while we expect Freddie Freeman and we expect Mookie Betts and we expect Will Smith and JD Martinez and to, and to, and to some degree, Max Muncie to be productive. The Dodgers have so many other weapons in their lineup and you look at it top to bottom, Arizona just doesn't have that. And even their best guys, I wouldn't take over the Dodgers, you know, maybe second tier guys. I mean, it's just the, 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 the matchup on paper is, is what they what the Dodgers would would love to have, but you know it goes back to the this is the postseason and weird shit happens. Um, so just buckle up. I think Colton Wan's going to make it over Ahmed Rosario. Just changing my stance on that. 
Really? Just because, just because of the pitching dominant. They're so right-handed heavy. Yeah, exactly. Mm. What about like Joe it, Mantiply? All-star Joe Mantiply? All-star Joe Mantiply? Ahmed Rosario, late game pinch hitter? But you don't need him if you have Kike Taylor on the bench. Yeah, that's true. What I think the Dodgers have to think about in this series is we know who's starting. If they sub out, let's say, Jason Hayward and they bat Kike for him, if the Diamondbacks bring in one of their top right-handers, they might decide we don't really want Kike batting against them. We'd rather have the lefty off the bench. Hence, Colton Wong would be your only lefty versus Ahmed Rosario, who's another right-handed bat. So mm, I think the Dodgers I don't know, have- man. Are you really going with Colton Wong in that situation, though? It's better than the latter where they had to have Austin Barnes come off the bench to face Josh Hader. But that's the point. Just don't even make that sub. But they're going to have to make the sub. With Just Jason because Hayward. he's right-handed? Kike Hernandez has hit righties before. Like, he, I one at bat? Sure, take it, dude. Like, I, I don't need to give Colton Wong a roster spot just for that one situation. I'd rather just fucking let it ride with Kike in that situation. Well, also you look at, you know, you, you look at what, what could occur in this, in this series, every single game is pretty much going to be the same lineup. You know, you've got three right-handed pitchers going against the Dodgers. So to me, it's like, are you, are you going to carry Ahmed Rosario for that one Joe Mantiply at bat late in the game where they have to sub out a Peralta or a Hayward or one of those guys? I don't know if it's worth it. Also, Ahmed Rosario kind of tailed off. I mean, he started out really hot when he came over from the Guardians and he, he you know, kind of played himself out of the lineup. So, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a toss-up. I mean, you're, you're talking about end-of-the-bench kind of guys. You know, it's like who... Yeah. Who who do you who do you want on the bench? And you, I, I could go either way, honestly. I I like Colton Wong. I I I think he is kind of that spark plug type of guy, veteran who's had success in the postseason before. He's been there. I like him, I, but I also like Rosario. So I mean, I could go either way. But I, I I could see them going with 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 Colton Wong since you know you 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 have Taylor and Kike there. I don't know that Rosario. If if you're if you're if you're gonna send someone up to bat against Joe Mantiply, are you gonna go with Rosario if if you have him on the roster, or are you gonna go Chris Taylor? They're probably gonna go Chris Taylor. All right, we're just we're just three dudes talking Joe Mantiply matchups at 11 p.m. on a Thursday night right now. What dude. else are we gonna do, David? Absolutely nothing. Do? There's exactly. nowhere I'd rather rather be. And we're live on YouTube. Yeah, these are must-win games. We can't mess around here. What if they need Colton Wong at second base in the ninth inning? You never know. Crazier things have happened. Uh, I mean, Ahmad Rosario also plays second base. But he's no Colton Wong. One of them has gold gloves. I just want to see Kike play third late in the game. That's what I ask. Well, that, that would mean that we have a big enough lead for that to occur. One one run is enough for me. One run? <laughs> yep. I don't think that's Maybe in the ninth. In the ninth. In the ninth, yes. Just end it. That's a huge Lock risk. it down. Let Evan Phillips go to work and let Kike play third in the ninth. So the Diamondbacks lineup that they were rolling out in the postseason was Corbin Carroll, Cattell Marte, Tommy Pham, Christian Walker, Gabriel Moreno, who I guess is dealing with a concussion. Might not yeah. even be available if he goes on yeah. the concussion protocol. That'd be a huge loss. I think he'll be um, fine. Get an absolute piss missile in that series. He's good. Did you see that home run? Yeah, he's good. Unreal. 
Lourdes Guriel, Alec Thomas, Evan Longoria. And Old man Longoria. He saved the series. Yeah, he like won them one of those games. And Perdomo at shortstop. So the Dodgers have kind of owned them. I mean, the only guys worth pointing out, Corbin Carroll hit 196 against the Dodgers, two home runs, six stolen bases. Christian Walker, who I said they contained, he hit 234 with just a home run and five RBIs. And then Marte, 234, Guriel, 244. So no one has really killed the Dodgers on this Arizona Diamondbacks roster at this point in the season. Is there any bat on Arizona that concerns you more than anyone else? I think we already know the answers, but feel free to elaborate again if you I want. I mean, we talked we talked about we talked about Carroll and we talked about Walker. Obviously, those are the two most kind of daunting uh bats in that lineup, but another one is Catel Marte. Um, he can do so much. I mean, he's got so much power. He's a, he switch had a really hitter. good year. He's had a really good year. Again, he's consistent, he consistently has great years. Um, and he's fast. So that's, that's a guy that really concerns me. Um, and, uh, funny enough, the last time the Dodgers played the D backs in the postseason in the 2017 NLDS game one could tell Marte was one of the four guys that hit a home run off Kershaw. The, one of the other guys was JD Martinez, believe it or not. So, um, that's something to keep in mind, I guess. I'm so glad that AJ Pollock isn't walking through that door and suiting up for the Arizona yeah, Diamondbacks. He, he was also, he was another one of the home runs. Yeah. He killed us. Paul Goldschmidt killed us. Most of these Diamondbacks other than Christian Walker historically haven't done anything against the Dodgers. And I'd be kind of surprised if they really get to us. Like I would be blindsided, but I'm not going to take them lightly. I'm not going to make that mistake, but this is a pretty weak bottom half lineup that kind of reminds me of last year's Dodgers where it was top heavy and then a bunch of scrubs. And so when we get to some questions about X factors, I think one thing I am more excited about with this Dodgers team is much deeper lineup. You get to hitters six through nine. You feel yeah. like they can actually do shit. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and a deep bench. No, I mean, I think we covered their hitters. I mean, Guriel is a guy you want to tread carefully around and, and Thomas as well, because he's super fast. So you want to keep him off the bases. Team Mexico legend, Alec Thomas. <laughs> it's kind of full circle that both Jake and I went to the world baseball classic at chase field. And now here are the Dodgers playing playoff games at chase field. Yeah. Freaking thought. Yeah. Right. So this is my strategy, how I think the Dodgers will beat the diamondbacks. You get to the Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen. You work the pitch count of the starters. The sooner you get into the Diamondbacks bullpen, that's where they're exposable. I don't buy that they were that good just based off two games against the Brewers. Like a guy like Kevin Ginkle, who had a nice season. Dodgers have gotten to him in the past. Miguel Castro, okay season, ERA in the fours. Dodgers have gotten to him to the past. Joe Mantiply, who looked like um, Billy Wagner against the Brewers. ERA at like four and a half. Dodgers can get to them. And then Paul Sewell, overrated. Not a good closer, in my opinion. I think this is a, a pretty flawed Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen. And so if the Dodgers can get to them by the fourth or fifth inning, I really like our chances. I think that they're going to tail off and just tee off, I should say. Yeah, that's the strategy. I mean, it's just you just gotta outslug them. That's basically how the Dodgers are going to 
make a deep postseason run as this as this offense is is the key to everything. Time to them. It's time for them to put the team on their back. I, I agree because far too often have we seen the the pitching staff just walking a goddamn tightrope. I mean, the just I mean, even thinking back to like the the last few seasons. Just no margin for error from the pitching staff. And more times than not, they were able to execute and come through. And then they'd have to hold off until the offense eventually woke up. I'd like to see runs be put up early. And I don't want, you know, I don't want to wait around to like the sixth or seventh inning for this team to wake up. You got to put runs on the board early. Um, that's that's what I'm going to be looking for most most often. Yeah, coming through with runners in scoring position is pretty important. That was always one of the biggest Dodgers weaknesses is I feel like anytime they had something cooking and then they come up short, it keeps the other team in it and builds momentum on the other side and they're able to come back and win. Yeah. So, and 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 what this Dodgers this particular Dodgers team 2023 did so well is manufacturing runs, picking up runs when they can, you know hitting ground balls to the right side, sack flies. Uh, I know this team doesn't bunt at all, but like the, those are the, those are the things that will add up because you're, if you're able to score in any inning, that's going to matter in the postseason because one run here, one run there is going to matter. So they just have to continue doing what they've been doing all season long, which is just, you know, scratch and claw and get these runs across. The power will be there. But what happened last season was that they were so reliant on the, you know, sort of boomer bust that they had no, uh, they had no approach when it came to two strike hitting and runners in scoring position and bases loaded, nobody out that couldn't seem to score any runs. This year has been so much different. With the NLDS starting Saturday. Um, Tick Pick is sponsoring the Incline Dodgers podcast, so I highly recommend if you're trying to get last-minute tickets to these baseball games, you're going to find the best deal over on the Tick Pick app, and there's no service fees at checkout. Uh, just the other day, I think it was like 80 something dollars to get in the door at Dodger Stadium. So Tick Pick is the go-to site, and trust me that the Dodgers are going to need your voices loud. Last season, the Dodgers kind of got an unfair rep about being too quiet at Dodger Stadium during the postseason, so let's prove all the haters wrong. Um, so yeah, once again, thank you for tick pick NFL's also in full swing, excuse me. Um, so if you're trying to support your favorite NFL team, you can get the best deals on tick pick as well. I just went to another concert the other night and of course use tick pick. So that's the app. That's the sponsor of the show. Okay. So I wanted to get your guys' thoughts. They announced the broadcast team for the Dodgers games. Um, it's TBS again, first game Saturday at 6 20 PM, Bob Costas, Ron Darling, and Lauren Shihadi thoughts. Well, first of all, I love Bob Costas legend, <laughs> absolute legend. I'm um, glad you started off because that is not where I was going. Okay. Well, I love Bob Costas also Syracuse alum go orange. Um, I, I remember, seeing Bob come into one of Bob my, in the halls. Yeah. He, well, he, he came and gave like a guest lecture at, you know, during one of my classes, yeah. it was like one of the coolest things. Um, just, just a pure baseball guy, classic legend, legendary broadcaster. I know a lot of people give him a lot of flack for whatever. 
Um, but just in terms of a true baseball Puritan, he's just one of the best. And um, I, I, I'm very excited uh, to have him call uh, Dodgers games. I, I don't remember the last time he did it or if he ever did, um, but uh, I'm very excited for him. In terms of Ron Darling, I don't care for Ron Darling. It seems like, you know, he's the he's worst. Got, he's got something against the Dodgers for whatever reason. He never really praises them and, and kind of is, you know, a little bit, you know, favoring the other team. And I assume Lauren Shahadi is going to be the, the on field reporter. Yeah. Yes. That's fine. I mean, she's been at MLB network for however long. So she does she's a, a seasoned job. vet. She knows what yeah, she's, she's doing. She's a seasoned vet. So I've got no problem there. The only, the only issue I really have is, is with Ron Darling. The worst. It's funny. I've managed to disagree with both of you differently in this situation. So I actually like Ron Darling. Oh. I think he knows baseball. I think he's not too obnoxious. He does kind of talk a lot. So if he could just turn down the like quantity, I think the quality is pretty good. As for Bob Costas, obviously legend, historic, one of the best ever, but it's over for me with Bob. I've had enough. Oh, come it's time, on. It's time to just move on with Bob. The only saving grace for me with Bob is that that one famous clip of, I believe, I forget who the pitcher was. It was the reliever, right? Yes, yeah. on the Cubs. Uh, Rope? It was like yes, Pedro Strope. thank you. Pedro Strope walking off the field, and Bob Costas just <laughs> tears into his soul for one of the worst outings ever uh, after he pointed up to this guy. So that's my only saving grace with Bob. If he can do that, I'm happy. Why don't uh, you like Bob Costas? I think we did avoid disaster compared to what ESPN put out for this wild card round. Talk about a shit sandwich. Holy shit. All four of those broadcasts were horrendous. Why don't you like Bob? I don't not like Bob. I'm just, I'm just done with Bob. It's like Andy in Toy Story when he's just done with Woody. He just, you know, throws him. Like, I, I've just reached my, I've run his course with Bob. I don't, I, 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 I don't, I disagree. As you know. It's the same with Al Michaels for me. Honestly. I don't, I don't mind Bob. I know he called a Dodgers playoff game almost a decade ago it was against the cardinals matt kemp took pat nishik deep that was bob costas on the call it's a deep cut pat nishik yeah that's right you remember those moments when they're big like that could not stand ron darling the last thing i want is some more mets in my life the mets have just been an utter disaster <laughs> yeah, and now he's very met. ron darling coming off the most disaster season probably in mets history only got better with the billy epler stuff but he bores me. He complains about the daughter so much. He's always rooting against them. I think he holds a grudge against 1988. Um, threw a little bitch fit about Chase Utley with that slide. Like nobody complained more about that than Ron Darling. Shocker. Mets fan. Shut up, Ron. Um, I don't know why TBS is enamored with such bad broadcasters. I believe they've got Dan Orsillo as well. Oh. Thank God we got to avoid him. But the worst Brian voice. Anderson? Brian Anderson Love Brian call? Anderson. Love Brian He's the best, but I we didn't get him. Maybe for the NLCS if the daughters make it. But yeah, we got to deal I'll with. Take Costas over or Orsillo ten out of ten. Times. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I I I can't stand Orsillo. Oh, brutal in the ears. And the Padres take a four-one lead. Nando, shut the Jake. fuck up, Don. Jake, you sounded just like him. Yeah. I just, he just the same call all the time. It's just so over the top. So just, there's no way he talks like that. 
You know, like when he's just having a conversation, like you don't talk like that. No. So stop it. And stay away from the Dodgers. All right, quick rundown of questions, and then this would be almost the time to close out the show. Castillo, Jason, what worries you mostly about this distinguished group, um, about the Diamondbacks? Is it the offense? Is it the pitching? Is it that they can play without expectations? Uh, so what worries you about what worries you the most about Arizona, I guess? I mean, just kind of reiterating that they're playing with house money. You know, yeah. nobody's expecting them to win. Everyone's going to count them out. No one is going to give them a chance. All of that stuff. They're going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder. They're going to be playing, you know, uh, just like I said, with house money. And then the other the other factor is this their speed. They're going to be running a lot. If they get on base, they're going to be running. That's going to be their MO. So that's what worries me uh, the most. Speed about for me. Them on the base pass, 100%. For me, it's that Bill Plash. He guaranteed the Dodgers are going to win the World Series because every time he does that, Ugh, it jinxes that. us. God damn it, It's Bill. better than that rap. Did you see that idiot put out that rap? Oh, I don't know we what's got, worse. We got one of our own now. You know how San Diego is that Ferdy raps guy? We got We got one. Yeah. It was so bad. Just terrible. Just stop, please. Right. You know, we, we don't we don't need Dave Roberts declaring we're going to win the World Series. We don't need Bill Plaschke. Decla- oh, as soon as I saw that Bill Plaschke article, I was like, no. I don't, I, don't, I don't care about Bill. It's not like we listen to him, what he has to say anyway. So no, like, but of start course now? he always makes these declarations and they're always wrong. Who cares? I don't pay attention to Bill anymore. Another guy, he, him and Bob and Al Michaels need to just walk off into the sunset. No, you send them out to pasture. You can't, you can't put Bill Plaschke in the same. Send them out. No, you can't. Okay. So Al Michaels and Bob Costas get a first class private jet to the farm, to the retirement farm. And Bill Plaschke has to travel by covered wagon in the desert. Okay. No, they've earned the right to walk away when they want to. And I'm talking about Al Michaels and Bob Costas. Bill Plaschke is not in that in that <sighs> tier. Fine. When has Bill Plaschke even had a good take? Like 1984? Like, <laughs> God. He, pretty he's sure he, better. He's better than Dylan Hernandez, in my opinion. That's it's really I mean, not I'm, saying much. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not. That's his but boss if you have too. to rank them. So it's, yeah. Like you're taking one guy that learned from another. <laughs> Whatever. LA Times is a mess. Other than Jake's favorite, Jack Harris. Yeah, Jack Harris. <laughs> Mad Max underscore A underscore million. What is your favorite podcast or comedian? Favorite pod? Oh, I have one. I know I know you guys probably don't like Bill Simmons, but um the rewatchables podcast that he does is really good. It is a podcast where he basically breaks down movies that they watch, you know, Mm -hmm. just all the classics and they do these categories that are great and they dissect, you know, each scene and what are the best scenes? What are the best lines? You know, what would you do if you were recasting it? All this stuff. Um, Really, really good stuff. So if like you have your, you know, favorite movies that you've seen a million times, you're going to know, all the moments that they're talking about and they do a really nice job. Um, what was the other question? I, you, you answered it. It was podcast or comedian. So that's good. What about you, David? I mean, my answer is going to bore everybody, but my favorite podcast right now is called a teacher's history of the United States. It's <laughs> done by this humongous nerd. Who's like an AP history teacher, but it is the most thorough 
podcast of that time period I've seen. You start out in like the 1600s, Colombian exchange, all the way through now. I'm on episode like 100, and we just got to Yorktown at the Revolutionary War. So talk about thorough. And I'll yeah, stop talking. Episodes. So I've never heard something more on brand for you than, than what you oh, just It's said. so good. He's the biggest nerd ever, and I love it. And he has yeah. other like nerd guests on that they just like lisp around and nerd out to. It's the best. Uh, for me, it's a DraftKings show, Pat Mayo experience, just a bunch of dudes pretending like they know how to sports bet, and then they end up rambling on about the most random, ridiculous shit. So that's my pick. If you're into NFL talk, probably the be- one of the best best shows out there. Pretty popular too. Um, okay, I like this comment or question from Chicken Biddle on Instagram. Hear me out. Dodgers make it to the World Series if they beat the Phillies. If Phillies beat the Braves. Congratulations, Captain Obvious, because that is how the postseason format works. If the Dodgers beat the Phillies, that means they do go to the NLCS. So appreciate the, the heart. Series. The World Series, sorry. Yes. Appreciate the heart. Um, thank you for listening, Chicken Biddle. But yes, that is how the postseason format works. If the Dodgers beat a team in the NLCS, they do go to the World Series. I think he's predicting a Phillies upset. That sounds which, like it. Which I kind of like. Although I kind of want to beat Atlanta. I kind of want to face off with Atlanta, honestly. Their pitching is not the scariest thing in the world at all. So the, the offense, offense is, but I think we can hit them. Give me I the easiest I, route anytime. I think Atlanta's going to have a tough time in Philadelphia. We can make those predictions now because Evan Zero Us wants our predictions. And so we'll, we'll do, far, like, like, we'll like do a combo prediction. Series? We'll just we'll just do some NLDS picks real quick, and then for this particular series, you can. Um, this will also tie into Dodge sixteen underscore twelve, who mentioned on our Discord chat. So make sure to join that Discord. I'll have the link below. Who do you guys seeing as the X factor for the Dodgers? So you can tie that into um, your predictions as well. But we'll, we'll start with um, first the NLDS predictions. Who's advancing? How many games? I guess again. Well, I, I sort of said my X factor was Will Smith earlier, so I'm going to stick with that, and I'm going Dodgers and four. I'm taking Dodgers and four. Uh, X factor. I'll go Altman, honestly. Right-handed heavy pitching staff. He's going to get a ton of at-bats. I think he's comfortable uh, in, his, in his role, and I think he has a good series. Are we doing the other side too, like Phillies Braves? Yeah, one second though. I'll go okay. Dodgers in three. Uh, James Altman Wait. is also my guy. This will mark the beginning of October. No more Jocktober, but October. Uh, James Altman is going to not only do some stuff with the bat, he will take Zach Allen deep once. I'll just throw it out there right now. He's going to make an amazing defensive save in the outfield. So that's my X factor. Did you come up with October? I like that. I did. Nice. Trademarking that. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Phillies, Braves. What do you guys think is the outcome? I'll take the Phillies in an upset. I was going to go Phillies too. Yeah. I'll take them. I'll buy into what they're selling. Give me, uh, give me Phillies in four. Yeah. Is that yours too, David? 
In four? Uh, no, I'll go in five. I'll go. I'll go. It goes the distance, and they win in Atlanta. I think Atlanta has the kind of aura that the Dodgers have had for the last five years of yes. being that top dog, hundred ten whatever win team, uh, best offense, historic run, incredible superstar. They have taken on the Dodgers' role essentially, and the Dodgers have proven that that's not easy to win in with all those expectations and pressure, and it's not easy to get up for those games when you're expected to be in the World Series. Uh, you're kind of just subconsciously just waiting for the World Series. So yeah, give me Phillies in five. I just before before Kevin goes, I just want to say one one bit of why I why I think the Phillies I, the the atmosphere at the bank their, at their ballpark is just electric. I mean, did you see that clip, the Bryson Stott Grand Slam, where it was just the audio of the crowd? Oh my God! Like, can you like playing in that playing as the you know the the Marlins in that? I mean, Jesus Christ, they have no chance. The Phillies have beaten the Braves before in the playoffs recently. So I just feel like they've got that juice again that, 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 that they, that they, that they're, that they're going to beat, they're going to beat the Braves. Um, and, and, and I think, I think the Braves might, might fall flat. Shout out Spurs world. Thank you for uh, telling, wishing us a good night. Love the show. Thank you. Javier T. Um, yeah. I'll talk shit about Bill Plashy. He's a big hypocrite. I don't, I'm not surprised at all that he was shitting on the Dodgers a month ago. What a hypocrite. Um, yeah. And I agree with Lucas and Sadie show. I would love Dontrell Willis to be a part of the broadcast. Go on the oh, Braves. That would be magic. That'd Braves be nice. in five Phillies. Your Cinderella stories ended at this point. Time's up. The Atlanta Braves are the better team. They won't win it easily, but they're just better this season. Did you say Braves in five? Is that what you said? Yeah, I'm going Braves in five. Okay. Phillies beat the Marlins. Like, talk about a cupcake matchup. Marlins deserve to make the playoffs, obviously, but maybe the worst team of all time to make the postseason. <laughs> no, that Brewers team we beat was worse in uh, 2020. 2020. Oh, God, that was so bad. So bad. Ryan Healy was their cleanup hitter. Oof. Okay. Twins, Astros. Quick predictions. Uh, the twins are going to regret, or the twins fans are going to regret chanting, We want Houston. Have they learned <laughs> yeah, nothing? They that was, I saw that. I was like, What the hell? What are you doing? Oh, yeah. I will say, though, watching the uh, the twins Blue Jays series at Target Field, that was a pretty electric crowd. I did not expect that out of Minnesota. Um, you know, I know that, I know that they've, obviously had the most historic losing streak in postseason history of any major team sport out there. But I'd love the, the, the fan atmosphere at that ballpark. They, they were, they, they were electric. Um, but unfortunately their, their Cinderella story is going to end because the Astros are advancing to the ALCS. And I believe it's going to be Astros and four. Yeah, I love the Midwest. I love Midwesterners. They are the best people in the country, hands down. Uh, the Minnesota Twins are going to lose in three games. I'm going to go Minnesota Twins in a not really an upset because they're the upper seed, but I'll go Twins in four. I don't buy the Astros anymore. Like Their magic has to run out. They won the World Series last season. It's, t it's time. Let another team advance. Royce Lewis is like a breakout star. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he just continues 
to carry it over and Carlos Correa will get some revenge. I also think the twins have better pitching. The joke was at the start of the season when you guys were like, I can't name any twins pitchers. Well, you can certainly name some twins pitchers now. So I think they have the better pitching. Sonny Gray. Yeah, Sonny Gray. Big yeah. Sonny. Kenta Maeda might get some revenge oh, too. Oh, can I say something about Kenta Maeda real quick? I love I just, Kenta Maeda. I love Please Kenta do. Maeda. And I also I also just want to give him a shout out because obviously when the Dodgers used him as a reliever in 2017 in that era, he was awesome. I mean, he just he accepted the role and he fucking dominated. Uh, um, it's just unfortunate that the Astros cheated their way through that game five, which, which was just so uncharacteristic of him to get blown up like that. And then he didn't want to remain with the Dodgers because he, because he wanted to be a starting pitcher. He goes to Minnesota. He struggled Minnesota. with injuries, Minnesota, got, got Tommy John. Yep. Got Tommy John struggled with injuries is finally back. And again, is accepting that bullpen role of that fireman out of the bullpen. And I just love that. I love that for him. And I, and I couldn't be happier for Kenta Maeda and I miss him on the Dodgers. Me too, to dude. He's a beast. Orioles Rangers. That's the toughest one to predict for me. Yes, I agree. I mean, do you believe the hype in Baltimore? I do, but I also believe that Bruce Bochy is a factor. Like a real factor. But that Rangers bullpen is atrocious. Dude, it was Josh Spores was their first guy up. to close First out guy out. First guy up, Bruce. Give me Spores. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm going to take Baltimore. I think it's going to be close. Uh, but I think I'm buying, the, I'm buying that young group of people. Although their pitching staff is a huge concern for me, uh, especially with Bautista. Their clothes are done. Uh, their starter's not that great. Uh, Kyle Bradish is really good. Aside from that, uh, Dean Kramer is solid, uh, but kind of iffy after that, in my opinion. So yeah, give me the uh, give me the Orioles still, even with the pitching. I think they'll they'll hit. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Orioles in five. Oh yeah, five for me too. It's the kids versus the vets. I I, I just I I love the Orioles lineup. I love the Rangers lineup too, but. I love the Orioles lineup. I just, I, I don't know. I just think with Texas's terrible bullpen, the fact that they had Robbie Grossman hitting third in their lineup, what is that? Um, you know, obviously, you know, we're we're basically saying that that you know we're 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 counting out Corey Seager here um, as as amazing as he is in the postseason with him and Simeon at the top. Um, I just don't think it's going to be enough, but it's going to be. I think it's going to be a good series for sure. I'll go You're Baltimore. going Rangers, aren't you? Aren't no, you Kevin? I'm going Baltimore four. Okay. You guys kind of already talked about it. I don't trust the Rangers bullpen. Chapman is in there. He's due for another colossal failure. Uh, Will Smith also kind of struggled. Um, so it's going to be tough for Boshi. Orioles just are clicking right now. I don't know if they're going to make it to the World Series, but I think they're going to survive this round. Adley Rushman is like the best catcher in baseball. I think he's going to pop off. Gunnar Henderson is the real talent there. Mm. The real talent? Come yeah. on. American hero, Cedric Why? Mullins. Why are we dissing hyped. He was pretty Rushman hyped at the, in the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, he was good. Mullins? He play a lot. Cedric Mullins, yeah. Yeah, he's had a down year, but yeah, he's a good player. Santander is their, like, vet, really. 
excuse me, Santander. Sorry. Tony, Tony Santandy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, pretty much covers everything here. If there's anything else you guys want to talk about or bring up real quick, got a few more minutes. Otherwise you can get into your final predictions or any other things you wanted to talk real quick. I don't know. I think I brought up everything that I wanted to say. I'm actually going to say something nice about somebody for a change. What's going on over there? We hate on this guy more than anybody on the show, and it's all deserved uh, because he sucks. He's the worst. But Ben Verlander, for the first time in like two years, actually didn't fuck up every single one of his his division series wildcard picks. So I just wanted to say something nice about him because it's always so negative with him. But I just wanted to say I'm proud of him for at least getting two wildcard picks right, where if you missed it the past two years, didn't get one pick right at all. Goose egg two years in a row. So shout out to Ben. Well, his all of his division winners were wrong this year. This year? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. But preseason, preseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking postseason predictions when we know the teams. The bar the is so two years, low. He missed all of them. Every single pick he got wrong. Except the bar is so though, low for him, though. Don't let it? him get hot. Don't let him get hot. Yeah, okay. Just what Ben Verlander needs, more clout. Thanks, David. Well, I, it's, <laughs> you know, it's Ben. Uh, I'm the Ben Verlander watchdog, essentially, so I might as well say something nice about him. Credit where credit is due. Oh, brother. That's all I got. All right. Well, Dodgers, Diamondbacks, playoffs begin Saturday night, TBS. Uh, Costas. We'll Bob figure Justice. out. We'll figure out the next time we go live. I don't know if it'll be after game one or game two, but we'll have more content out there. Thank you guys so much for following the Incline Dodgers all season. Now it's time for our hairs to get gray once again. Clayton Kershaw, you're on the clock, buddy. Please, God. Please, Kersh. Stay out of our way. Here's God. here's a hot pick. Clayton, hot take. Clayton Kershaw will hit 91 miles per hour at least once in the playoffs and this playoff start. <laughs> okay. All right. Pretty big considering cool. he hasn't thrown, I think above 88 since coming back off the injured list. I was hoping to go for something a little more like he's going to, he's going to pitch five scoreless innings or something yeah. like that. He's he's going to give up probably at least one run, but yeah, Clayton Kershaw will throw five or six innings of. You're going to be a burrito with the, with the radar gun. Yeah. <laughs> big cigar. Yeah, Kevin yeah. behind home plate. Kershaw hit in ninety-one. That's my Kershaw pr- predictor right there. Prediction right there. I don't really want to jinx him, but yeah, I'll say okay. Well, I'll one up you. I'll say Bobby Miller hits one hundred two. That would be sick. How about probably them his, apples? Probably his first fastball that he throws. Yep. How about Bruce Star Gratterall? One hundred three. You raising no. me a one hundred three? He's gonna strike out the side in order. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I'm excited for the Dodgers bullpen. I think they're going to have a big series. We didn't really talk about them that much, but I think it's because they've kind of been stabilized over the second half of the season. But yeah, Incline Dodgers, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, like this episode, leave a review. And if you haven't yet on our Instagram, you can win a JD Martinez bobblehead. Can't quite see it. It's there. Just trust me. It's there. there. Trust (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How about that? There we go. Oh, there, there you go. go. Martinez.
who I also agree will hit at least one home run in the series. Dodgers are going to pop off. Mookie Betts will have a big series. You're just hip firing him now. Yep. Might as well. We're, <laughs> we're, we're about to end the show. Might as well just get it all out there. Mookie I thought Betts. we were ending the show and then you just keep hip firing your Gatlin gun. These are my final thoughts. Mookie Betts goes deep at least twice. It's Bob Guerin's getting deep. tossed. <laughs> Bob Guerin, not even a manager anymore. Clayton McCullough. <laughs> yeah, Clayton McCullough's getting run, getting run out of here. <laughs> Dino Ebel won't fuck up. How about that? Yeah. Dino needs to tighten it up. It's the Actually, playoffs. Dino needs good, to tighten it up. He had a good up. season. He did he have a good he, season. He had our, an all right season. We didn't talk about him once. I, I brought him up. <laughs> I did. There was a cut. There was a couple weeks in there when he was really getting frisky, and it it needed to stop. Yeah, I kept kept sending like JD Martinez home or Peralta. Yeah, tighten it up, Dino. You'll be fine. All right, peace out, everyone. Go Dodgers.